1: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me as always is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Voice podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? The the
0: toys are opened. Uh, uh we have we have them all lined up and now it's time to see exactly uh how we're going to play with all these 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 new shiny objects that we unwrapped on christmas day uh you know some of them uh, marcus is le- more excited than about than the others <laughs> but uh we're, we're going to see how all these guys fit and i'm excited to start talking about
1: that yeah so we're going to continue our draft recap for the dallas cowboys we talked about this on monday we're, we're not going to do them all in one show because I don't think that's uh, that's fair. We need to take some time to really talk about these players specifically, what they can do, what they can't do, and how they fit into the scheme. Today, Lane, we're going to actually be talking about two players, uh, Micah Parsons, the Cowboys, uh, the, the pick that they made at number 12, and then Jabril Cox, the linebacker that they got, grabbed in the fourth round. I want to start with Micah Landon because we did talk about him a little bit on our, you know, after the, you know, round one, once the Cowboys traded back. After thinking about this for the weekend and doing some more research, how are you feeling about the pick?
0: Well, I also think we need to add a little context because we did get a little bit of news yesterday. Uh, about Leighton Vander Esch, uh, yes, Leighton yes. Vander fifth option was not picked up. I think anybody who listens to this show is not surprised by that nope, necessarily. Nope. I, I think people that don't listen to this show probably weren't surprised by that. No, no. Um, so I think that that obviously kind of makes clear that the uh, linebacker uh, situation is. Uh, you know, it's kind of in flux right now. Now mm-hmm. reports since then, and again, just to kind of get into this real quick reports since then, having indicated that the Cowboys are interested in re-signing Leighton Vander Esch. I just don't think that they're interested in paying him $9 million yeah, or whatever it is. 10 million. Yeah. Yeah. For, for the fifth year options. So I wouldn't bet, I wouldn't be surprised if the long-term option here between him and Jalen Smith is Leighton Vander Esch. Right. Uh, so, I think when you talk about what they did at the linebacker position in the draft, they clearly uh, were looking to redo the the, the position. Uh, if mm-hmm. you look at what happened last year, a, a group with Jalen Smith, Leighton Vanderich was supposed to be a, a highlight of this defense. I think we were looking forward to seeing what these guys were going to come back and do after the previous year, uh, and it was uh, you know one. I mean, in a year of disappointing play. From the Cowboys, the linebackers, you know, really are kind of the shining example there. Not even really as much as injury, as much as just disappointing play. Leighton Vander Esch missed some time with injuries, uh, but you know, ultimately, even when they when he was on the field, the play was was subpar. So, what enter the 12th pick of the draft, they get Micah Parsons. You know, the, the funny thing about both Micah Parsons and Jabril Cox is that they are definitely you know kind of different linebackers uh, than than what we've got on the team. You know, and, and I've always mm-hmm. felt like Jalen Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderesh are uh you know, they've the, the, the issue I've had with them at time as a duo is that they are very similar to each other, right? They're both these um, what
1: 247, 250 pound linebackers that both don't really take on blocks all that well. Yeah.
0: Uh yeah. And, and, and and I think that, you know, they they their game might be slightly different, but as far in the sense that they are neither uh, true kind of run and hit linebackers mm-hmm. the, you know, with speed. Uh, you know, I think Leighton Vander was part partly that his rookie year. I think he you know, he he kind of wasn't quite showing that. And and, and really, I think his, his tackling problems really is a lot of what I, I saw a lot last year. He 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 just didn't miss tackles his rookie year. It felt like no, it felt like he no. was missing more. His so Inter Parsons, a guy who's going to come come in and you know I I I think after watching more of Parsons and uh seeing a couple more games i actually watched his pro day which i didn't think would actually be useful uh but i i did i did put it on just to kind of see uh because it's the latest you know video we have of what he looks like right you know running mm-hmm. around and doing anything i just kind of wanted to see what his uh, physicality looked like after a year off football and and one of the things that actually was really interesting to me watching him was watching him go through the bag drills very similar to what the cowboys do in training camp and after watching him go through the bag drills, I feel a lot better about his uh upside as a pass rusher. I really do think he could he could come in and, and be a pass rush if they wanted him to be full time. So what what I guess I'm getting at is that I think Parsons is a guy that they really will move around and he'll be kind of the chess piece that they're kind of centering things around so, which is I, which is why i'm glad they got cox because i think cox is probably more the traditional linebacker that you can plug in and do more linebacker things and feel better about it right away as opposed to burdening uh, uh, Parsons with uh, with assignments. You, you basically just t- point him at a person and tell him either to get the person or to cover that guy. And I think that's where Parsons is going to shine, and, and hopefully they'll build a defense around his disruptive abilities.
1: All right. So on Monday's show, we talked a lot about the character stuff of this draft. I don't want to do that on this show. I want to just talk strictly about the players on the field, right? Yeah. Um, I have mixed feelings when it comes to Micah as a player because athletically, Landon, and, like, size-wise, is there another linebacker in the league that looks in as athletic as he is? Probably not, right? I mean, even the guys that are smaller that can run in the low four fours, like Devin White and Devin Bush – they're not 246 pounds with long arms and, you know, huge broad jumps and that kind of stuff. And then the guys that are 6'3", 250, they're not running in the 4.3s like Micah. So in terms of, you know, just his build and the athleticism, he's absolutely rare. Yeah. The problem is we don't really know what he can do in coverage yet. And doesn't mean he can't cover, right? It's just we haven't really seen it, right? And I think that's that's my biggest concern is – Are the Cowboys going to be forced to blitz him and basically use him as an attacking player because he can't cover or are they going to be able to do everything with him? I, I really don't know the answer. And I think I think that was my my hang up coming into the draft is on film. by what you saw at Penn State, he looked not all that dissimilar from what Kenneth Murray was a year ago coming out of Oklahoma. I think he's more of a natural, fluid football player. But in terms of the coverage skills, I just don't know. Again, I don't know if he can't – If it's not that he can't do it. We just haven't seen it yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I think that's fair. I mean, that's what the projection part of this is for sure. But I don't – you know, from what little I've seen, I don't think he's going to have any problems. You know, he doesn't have any kind of he's extremely fluid athlete. He's got incredible hips. uh, You know, he's he changes direction like that's the real difference to me is that, you know, with a lot of these kind of linebacker prospects, especially the bigger ones. Right. Like they're explosive, linear athletes. Right. they 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 they. They I <laughs> see I'm, you smiling. I'm
1: thinking of like Anthony Barr is who I'm yeah. thinking of, right? Like yeah, that's the same kind of same kind of thing. Like super explosive in one direction. But but that's like,
0: not this guy, right? No, like this no, no, guy, no, it's not. This, it's not. Yeah. This guy could change direction like yes crazy. I like yes, he, I agree. He, he, anybody who can run a sub seven uh three cone at two hundred and forty five plus pounds, you're changing directions with some good speed there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I mean that's Would he pay uh you know i i i think that that kind of natural ability and you know he has football instincts i think he is a natural football player this is i think there is a difference here between a guy who is young at playing the position and hasn't done a lot of specifically what he will be asked to do in the nfl and converting a an athlete to play linebacker right this is a football player Like this is, this guy isn't like, you know, uh, uh, an athlete they picked off the street to play football. This guy, this guy plays football. He, he understands how to, he understands balance. He understands, uh, uh, you know, like what's happening on the field, how to react, how to contort his body to react to what's happening. He's not just some guy who happens to be fast running the field. So I do think he, it is a projection without a doubt on on the, on the coverage thing. Uh, but I, I, he has all the ingredients. I think he just needs to have them mixed together.
1: Yeah, and I would agree. I do think, sir, sometimes when you watch him, especially against the run, like when he has to take on blocks or he has to fill a gap, there's some inex- inexperience there. He Sometimes he looks like a defensive end just trying to guess. And I don't know how much he worked on that you know, in the year off or did he work on any linebacker skills or was he just training for the combine or for the pro day? That I, I don't know, but I, I do agree with you. I think he's way more natural just as a football player than – even let's say somebody like Zayvon Collins, who played safety sure. early on in his career, was a quarterback in high school. I think he just has a better feel. I'm just hoping that he gets he really gets the nuances of the position, and it might take him a couple of years. But yeah, go
0: ahead. And, and I, w- I was just gonna say, I, I think you're 100 percent right, and I think that that you know when we talk about the pass rush and the blitzing stuff, that's a good way to use him. While he's learning on the job, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, so that he's well, I don't not think it's co- like a jail.
1: I don't think it's a Jalen Smith situation where okay, we have to use you as a pass rusher no. on third down because we don't no. trust you in coverage.
0: Yeah, no, I don't think it's that at all. It's more like instead of giving him, like, let's say there's 200 uh third down snaps that he's in on, right? Instead of uh, maybe cover having him cover 185 mm-hmm. of them, he's blitzing you know, 75 of them and it, mm-hmm. you know, just to kind of Properly balanced so you can get the best uh, of of Parsons out of him while he's still learning the nuances of of coverage. And I think next year, you know, as he's gotten better at it, they'll probably give him uh, more portions of coverage on third down situations. But again, and this is a good segue here. Uh, this is why you have a guy like Jabril Cox because coverage is not a problem for Jabril Cox. If anything, Jabril Cox has got uh, some issues in the run game. He's got some issues. Uh, He's -hmm. got issues taking on blocks.
1: We'll we'll, we'll get to Jabril in just a second because I
0: I don't want to segue too
1: quick. No, no, we'll we'll get there. Uh, Again, I but think real quick, just to up,
0: yeah, I, I think it's good that they got both of these players together because I do think that that their it skill makes way sets more sense, yes. and it, it, it makes the learning curve that you're having on Parsons uh, for some of those other stuff. It doesn't need to be as intense because you can use Cox to kind of fill in if you need a linebacker doing linebacker purely linebacker things, and you just don't want to overexpose okay. Parsons in that way.
1: All right, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track it all the action at Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action Uh, again, baseball, basketball, NHL. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device to check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your last chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. also want to tell you guys about 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today rings sure to bring joy into the love of your life using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement or Mother's Day uh they're the perfect way to bring light into our life they're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com just search the words 10 by 10. All right Lena, let's talk about Jabril Cox um my favorite pick in the draft. I, I, I Listen, I've, I've been saying that for a while now. I think he's somebody who, if the Cowboys didn't go linebacker at 10 or at 12, I would have campaigned for him at 44 to get him at pick. What was that, 114, 115? is an absolute steal. Uh, what do you think about the Jabril Cox fit you know, pick and how he fits into the defense?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you know, like we were starting to say, like he, I think him combined with Parsons is great because it really does uh, help you kind of mitigate the two uh, the two different players' weaknesses a little bit. Mm -hmm. The the two players really complement each other, and if you feel like you need to deploy one for a certain package, deploy another for the certain package. You certainly can do that, and the other thing about linebackers—and this is a great point that was made by a friend of mine named Marcus Mosier in uh, in the DMs—is that mm. we're, we're playing a 17 game season mm. this year, and and already at a 16 game season, you know, we are already seeing uh, the, the the physical nature of the game taking toll on linebackers and running backs. As we start to go towards this longer season, I think it's not the the dumbest idea to start stocking up on talent at linebacker uh, at least, you know, at a certain point because you're going to have to rotate these guys. All these guys are going to get an opportunity to play. And if you just look at the snap counts Mm -hmm. that the Cowboys lost last year or, you know, from Sean Lee and, and the people that have left, it's a lot. So yeah. the, the fact that they've got these guys uh, is is really going to help kind of spread that out. You have a couple different talent sets uh, to choose from here. Uh, now you've got kind of a diverse group and, and a guy in the fourth round and Jabril Cox who – you know, look, it's you, you don't really get a lot of players that you draft in the fourth round that you feel comfortable deploying in your nickel package, like <laughs> yeah, right, right right away. Right, and, right. and I think that I have no problem with putting Cox in the field right away and, and having him cover tight ends or running backs. And I, I think while he's working on the rest of his game, uh, he, he he will immediately be able to kind of come in and have a role uh, in sub packages, which, you know, again, nickel is the new base. So he, he will likely see a lot of snaps.
1: All right. So the first thing I I think we do need to start thinking about the linebacker position, kind of like running back with the new 17 game schedule, because these are the two positions that take so much punishment throughout the game. Right. And with teams playing faster, what that means is more snaps. Right. And more chances for these guys to get banged up. So while I know that you're only playing two linebackers, what, 80, 90 percent of the time it's very likely lane that you're going to have to play four or five linebackers throughout the course of the season. It's always been that way with linebackers. They just always get hurt. And it's kind of the reason why I'm not always a fan of drafting them highly. It's because the turnover rate is so high, but I do think you need a lot of these. You need a lot of these guys. And I think your Cox is somebody that's really exciting. Um, Let's, I, I want to talk about the run part because I know there's a lot of people concerned about his deficiencies in the run game and this is what i would say if you go back and watch him in 2019 at north dakota state and i know the competition is far you know less than what the sec is you just see a more confident player in terms of the run fits, in terms of what he's seeing. He goes to LSU, and not only is that a big step in competition, it's yeah. a new defense, and he's now the team captain of that defense, right? He which is mm-hmm. just speaking about his character, right? So
0: that's that's it, that's unbelievable on its own to yeah, just step right. in LSU and become the captain. That's pretty
1: crazy. And then on top of that, it's not like he was playing in front of a lot of Excellent players in front of him, taking him, you know, keeping him clean. Right. Tyler Shelvin opted out. They had a bunch of defensive linemen that went to the draft the year before that. It was some really, really young players ahead of him. So I'm not saying he's going to be Ray Lewis against the run. Yeah, I'm just saying I've got a feeling he might not be as bad against the run as what his 2020 tape show.
0: Yeah, and I, th- I think that's totally fair. I mean, I think that you know it's we're trying to find. Uh, he's a weird player, man. He's a weird player. Yeah. Because you don't you don't see many linebackers that are clearly truly linebackers who are pass defense specialists. You know that are that are pass coverage specialists. Uh, it's just a kind of a rare trait. Uh, and uh, honestly, it's 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 a. It's, it's where the position is going m- yeah. for the most part. Mm-hmm. So it, I guess this probably is going to be the first of a trend you, you, you're going to start seeing. So uh, I, the run stuff, you know, look, I, I think we're going to talk about the defensive line, you know, in the draft later, but clearly, clearly the cowboys made a concerted effort this offseason to get guys who can hold up up front and i mean literally hold up up front mm-hmm. you know whether it's defensive holding or just occupying yeah. blocks they made an effort to keep their linebackers clean they saw what happened when they had uh, inferior talent on the defensive interior as far as you know keeping guys in the second level clean you know obviously they're they're were deficient in talent with pass rush too but that they think they can get closer with with guys like hill and gallimore with an extra year, I think, you know, uh, uh, we say the same thing with uh, Osa as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I think the key thing is guys like Urban, like Watkins, uh, like, I mean, honestly, I think with, with Golson, with guys like that, mm-hmm. these bigger guys, they can put up front and keep these linebackers clear. And that helps mitigate a lot of the issues that you talk about with Jabril Cox, with, with Parsons, frankly, with with uh you know Jalen and L V E as well. I think with Cox, he what he really needs to work on is his instincts, trusting his eyes and reading his keys in in the run game. You know, slipping blocks, that's something he'll just have to get used to. But honestly, it may be better if the Cowboys can solve that schematically with some help uh,
1: up front on the defensive line. I will also say I think Jabril ended up in a great situation for him long term, right? Because he is dealing a little bit with a hamstring injury and a shoulder injury. I think both of those are going to be fine by the time he gets to training camp. But he's not going to be forced into action early, yep. right? He's going to play behind keon O'Neill and Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith and Micah Parsons. So if if he plays, it's likely because he earned the snaps, right? And I think yeah. I think the goal. And this is just my my idea or the way that I'm kind of processing this is. I think the plan is in 2022 to have Micah. Jabril Cox and then one of Leighton Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith whoever plays better this year and that's the way they'll go forward forward you know in 2022 and if that means Cox is just a special teamer this year and maybe only plays 50 to 100 snaps on defense that's fine I, I actually think that would be fantastic for him and that's what I hope plays out.
0: Yeah. And I think he's going to be a fantastic special teams player with his athleticism, uh, you know, in a size tackle ability. I think, you know, that's another aspect. And and the thing is, is that you can afford to use your Cox as a special teams player, as yeah, a heavy special yeah. teams player, when you get him in the fourth round, when you have a linebacker in front of him that you drafted and two other linebackers who, you know, are going to see the field. So, um, uh, you know, I think that there's a lot of us kind of shaking our heads, uh and at, well not maybe about shaking heads but but wondering like how what's the deal with the linebacker room how is this gonna shake out but the truth of the matter is is as you start to kind of look at it a little bit you take a little bit of a longer view beyond just this season mm-hmm. what they did makes a lot of sense because they, they're setting themselves up for the future. Uh they're setting themselves up for this year too so that they don't necessarily suffer from you know Uh, not having the linebackers they need, you know, as the triage, as the the inevitable injuries of the season start to play out uh, as they go along.
1: All right. I want to just finish up this conversation about linebackers. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com and right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. <clears throat> All right, Lane, let's talk about Micah and Jabril Cox together. You kind of mentioned it. How much better do you feel about the Micah pick now that you know Cox is in the fold? Does it make it way more palatable? Does it make way more sense? Uh, what are your, just your general feelings about these two together?
0: I think it, it doesn't really affect how I feel about the pick, but it does definitely affect – how I feel about uh, his chances of, of success next year. Right. Because I, I think that, and you mentioned it with Cox, I, I think mm-hmm. having both of them there together gives the, the Cowboys room to develop both those players, mm-hmm. you know, and it gives them the uh, uh, space, the, 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 you know, they, if they had only drafted one or the other, right. They were going to have to force one or the other onto the field quite yeah. a bit. You know, yeah. even with Jalen and LVE, I think you know the plan was to draft these guys and play them a lot. So the fact that you have both means that you can really develop them on their own pace. It really allows you uh, more opportunity to kind of play with Parsons skill set because you're not having to try to force him into a traditional linebacker role because you can do that with Cox. Um, and and again, Both of them having these two guys in front of them also allows them that same kind of space to develop as needed. You know, for for Cox, it's it's getting over his injuries. uh, You know, maybe working a little bit on his eye discipline as the season Mm -hmm. goes on in the run game. For for Parsons, it's allowing him the opportunity to get you know on the line of scrimmage and rush the passer, and then also get off the uh, the line of scrimmage and play as a more traditional linebacker without having to be absolutely excellent at that right away. Yes, right. Like yeah. You see what he can do and then you can play him there because you don't feel like you have to force him as the linebacker. I think a lot of the problem that we're having here with Parsons is that he's listed as a linebacker and linebacker is his traditional position. But I don't know that like the value that the Cowboys are going to get out of Parsons is just in playing him as a traditional linebacker. The value you're going to get with a guy like Parsons is being able to – you know green dog him against kyler murray you know being able to have him uh, uh cover a an incredibly elusive running back individually have him you know being a pressure player against guys who you normally would try to mu- uh, uh mush rush right because you don't want to have them break pocket but when your linebacker can run a 436 there are very few uh, quarterbacks including Le- lamar jackson who he can't chase down so uh i think there is value in uh specific aspects of parsons game and what he can do for you on the field and his abilities i think the problem is is that we're valuing him as a as only exclusively a a a top off ball linebacker when you look at the actual individual things he can do um and they have incredible value way more than just you know a run and chase linebacker would normally
1: is it fair to say we've we haven't seen a linebacker like this in a while in the NFL? because I think you're right. But when's the last time we've had one of these guys that is a great pass rusher and can play against the run and is long like this? I mean, I, I honestly can't think of a comp. And maybe that's why i'm I'm lower on this because I haven't yeah. seen it yet. It's hard for me. It's hard for my brain to picture what it might look like in the NFL.
0: So his game is different than this guy but i love this comp cuz i think it's appropriate i think the comp is dante hightower right okay. it's a guy a guy who he could play your off-ball linebacker, absolutely. But Dont'a Hightower does so much more. Did so much more for New England when he was there. He was a pass rusher. Sometimes he would just rush the passer with his hand in the ground. Uh, he was a blitzer. He could cover tight ends. He was a guy that eventually just had such a versatile skill set with his his kind of unique athleticism uh that he you know was one of the most valuable and valued players on that new england defense with with belichick i think parsons has that ability to be uh a game plan specific type player right where uh, each week you see who the opponent is and you see how parsons can be the most annoying to that offense Uh, and then that's how you deploy him and and if you need to kind of deploy him in spots that aren't you know, traditional linebacker spots. That's the good news there is that you have traditional linebackers to kind of plug in behind him and have them fill in for him at those spots when you don't need him there. And, and uh, I think that's really the value with Parsons.
1: To that's, that's a really good comment. It had me thinking as you were talking and I went to Google to see what this size, what this guy's size is. Identical. What about Julian Peterson? who played for the yeah, 49ers. Yeah, that's a
0: good one. I really like that one. Yeah, absolutely. Peterson yeah, cuz Peterson was kind of a, you know, a Sam linebacker type, right? Almost. Cuz mm-hmm. they didn't really, I mean, back then they especially didn't really know what to do with guys like this. Yeah. But he was incredibly productive, right? He was I mean, they 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 leaned into it. They saw that he uh he played a position that didn't necessarily have a lot of value, but his skill set brought incredible value to the position because ultimately at the end of the day he was a a pain in the butt for for on passing downs because he would come after the quarterback he could cover a little bit Uh, really Mm -hmm. again like you said A game, uh, like I said, a game plan specific type player where you you can you can week to week deploy him as you need him to be the biggest nuisance to to an offense.
1: Yeah, Julian Peterson had multiple years of seven or more sacks and double-digit pass deflections, which uh, that's that's pretty hard to do. So maybe maybe that's going to be our working cop. Really quick, I like that. What's what's Jibril Cox's best position in the NFL? Nickel
0: linebacker, will linebacker, will linebacker. I think you know. I think he could play overhang. I, okay. I think he, if you needed him, he could go in and play some strong safety type stuff. Just because he's, you know, if you look at him, I think that people may think that's ridiculous, but he's not any bigger or smaller than like uh, 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 what's the kid out of uh, the Chargers, uh, the really good linebacker uh, safety. I'm blanking, Thurman but James. yeah, Derwin James. Yeah, I think yeah. he's he's similar size to those kind of guys. So if you needed him to play in that kind of position with his coverage skills, I think he could do that as well. I, I just think utility nickel linebacker is definitely his best spot. If you're playing him in base, I would try to cover him up as possible. Make sure he's a work.
1: That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back on Wednesday to talk about the two defensive linemen that the Cowboys drafted uh, in the third round. O.C. Or O.C. and Chauncey Golston. We'll talk about how those guys fit into this defense, where we can expect them to play as rookies and maybe what their ceiling can be in 2022 and beyond. So make sure you guys are checking that out. As always, you can download and uh, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audacity, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on YouTube. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.